Welcome to Broken Catholic, the show where I interview practicing Catholics, non-Catholics, and recovering Catholics about why the world isn't working right now, and tackle unspeakable topics that many people secretly struggle with but won't admit. See, I believe that God is in the business of transformation, so I'm here to stand for you having a transformation so big that when God is done with you, you're barely recognizable. I'm your host, your coach, your brother, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist, and I freely share my personal struggles of being a modern Catholic man. It's freaking hard. I don't have it all figured out. I'm a work in progress just like you, and that's okay. Today, our featured guest is Ryan Joseph, and our topic is judging others. Why thinking you're better than others is keeping you from greatness. Ryan Joseph, welcome to the show, brother. Tell us what you do. Wow. I don't even know what to say after that. Okay. <laughs> this is a big topic. Today. Yeah, it is. Huge. Uh, my name is Ryan Joseph. I'm a husband, father, photographer, Christ follower. At least I like to, I like to think I am. Um, yeah, this is this is a, a big topic for me. So mm. let's let's jump in. Let's jump in. And first off, I know you're being very humble. You're kind of a world famous uh, photographer in your niche. What is your niche? Um, portrait and wedding photography for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But you you kind of do that. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, what type of portraits? Uh, more of a fine art portrait than you know something typically you would see. Yeah, because yours stand out completely unique from the others. So. I'm a little nichey, I guess. Which is good. Yeah. I, they I say mean, that the you, riches are in the niches, right? Well, I got the niche part down. <laughs> I know you're doing well. Whatever, dude. Okay, cool. So uh, I like to show uh, start every episode this way, Ryan. Uh, and that is, uh, why do you think the world isn't working right now? What shows up for you? Wow, so many things. Um, I, I just... I think I think mercy and forgiveness is is kind of taking a backseat to popularity. Um, mm. I think the world gets its information from just a couple sources right now, so therefore it's going to be formed in a way that um, that that unfortunately I don't think is working for us. Mm. Um, podcasts like this hopefully will be able to 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 sway some in a different direction, but. Um, it's been said at nauseum, but yeah, the media I think has a ton to do with it. And uh, when there's only a couple sources that people are willing to go to to find information, well, therein lies the problem. Uh, you're going to have a skewed vision of what this world is, what's going on in this world, what's happening. Sure, there's there's evil all around us. Don't get me wrong, but there's still plenty of beauty out there that we don't hear a whole lot about. And, um, you know, why do you think that is like, why are we drawn to negative as humans, right? Rather than the positive? Well, that's a very good question. Uh, I think it started from day one. <laughs> um, how so? Well, you can, you can call it back to the garden of Eden, Eden of all places. I'm just reading Genesis this morning and, um, I think it all started there. I, I, I think from a more, uh, modern standpoint, we all want to feel better about ourselves. So as long as somebody's doing a l little worse than we are, I think it unfortunately allows us to um, feel a little bit better about who we are as individuals in our lives and such. So mm. that might be it. You know, I think you're jumping right into the topic. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's go. You did that. Yeah, you did that. I like that segue, man. That was very stealth. All right. So let's go there. Uh, you know, judging others. Um, yeah, I get it. It's like, I know I've been guilty of it most of my life, right? I feel that, let me start up, out, us out, you know? I feel that uh, for so many years that I my brain just worked quicker than most. Um, I would just move at a faster pace of understanding. Yes, he does, people. I've seen it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that partially, you know, growing up north, uh, growing up up north. And, he uh, said north, by the way, in case yeah, you didn't north, understand. North. All right. Uh, yeah, where we have our coffee and our water. Yeah, so, you know, it was just like, especially when I moved down south, it, things just moved at a slower pace. And, and what occurred for me was people were slower. That's mm-hmm. not the case. They just move at a slower pace. Right. You know, and it was very difficult for me when I transitioned down to the south to Florida um, to really get that I'm no better than anyone else. I'm just different. I move different. I behave different. Right. You know, what kind of experience can you share with us? Well, that shows up. I lived in New York City for some time and that they New Yorkers, I should say, have a, a bit of a stigma attached to them that they're just they're they're not the most polite people oh you know that's not the case at all no it's not they are just um they know where they're going they need to be where you know there's there's no time for pleasantries let's put it that way they have a sense of urgency exactly and so that then um transitions into a thought pattern that you know they're just not nice people where opposite of that maybe some people in the south who do move a little bit slower there's a contradiction there somewhere, and mm. uh, there again lies our, our stories we create about, you know, who New Yorkers are and who people from the South are. So, Yeah, and that's really what the <clears throat> show's about, right, is removing the labels, mm-hmm. right? And let's find the, the common ground and realize that we're all human, right? And we're all made by a creator. Right. We're all here for a certain amount of time. Death is the one inevitable inevitability right right that we all have in common and it's like let's learn to play nice in the sandbox rather than be divisive knock each other down right Mm -hmm. but that's easy to say it's easy to talk about it's different to live well i think once you uh put the light on to that kind of thinking in in and kind of look in the mirror at the same time and and be just as honest as possible of, of what your role is and all that um that makes things a little bit easier as far as understanding where that person's coming from versus where you're see everybody wants to be right let's just call it like that nobody wants to be wrong or look bad right everybody wants to be right everybody wants to be heard hence Mm. the popularity of facebook and social media so you got to be careful with that because it doesn't leave a lot of um doesn't leave a lot of room for for mercy and it doesn't leave a lot of room for listening. Um, and and you go you go in. I mean, social media is the perfect example of that. Go on a Facebook page, especially in the past year, or during the elections. Everybody just wants to have their opinion heard, and you don't get to have any other opinion other than theirs. Mm. And and if you do, and if it's contrary to those in the masses, well, look out because you're labeled as intolerant. You're intolerant. You're this. You're that. Yeah. And you're judged. And what happens is 
everybody's judging. Right, including us. Exactly. And so what you're being judged about, uh, or, I'm sorry, what, what, for instance, someone who doesn't really take to your opinion, mm. they're doing the exact same thing that they say that you're doing. And exactly. So, and so there's where the butting of heads occurs, and unfortunately that's where we are in our society right now. So it's almost like we're living in a world with no mirrors. Oh, goodness, no. Right? Nobody's looking at themselves. No, saying, they're looking at themselves, but they're but not. But in a different way. Yeah. In a vanity way. Absolutely. As opposed in an interior reflective way, which is how am I part of the problem of why the world's not working? Exactly. And, and, it, and that's an important distinction. If, if we get there, and, if, and, and, and see, again, where people go to, for their news and entertainment, you're never going to hear this. Mm. You're never going to hear this cause, because um, I would say mainly it doesn't sell. <laughs> and second of all, most people don't want to hear this. Mm. Truth is very painful. So let me ask you this, right? Because self-help sells. Mm. Personal development sells. So what's the distinction here between what we're talking about, looking interiorly, taking responsibility for your part in why the world's not working, your part and why your life isn't going the way you think it or you wanted it to go rather than blaming others, yeah. looking at it and then looking at, man, self-help. There's millions of you know different topics on self-help. There's personal development. We go through courses, you and I, on self-help, personal development stuff. Where's the difference? Where's, the, where's that friction? Why, why is it not translating over? In your well, opinion, it's maybe the level or or how deep you actually get into it, and you also have to go out after you're done with your little self help session. I shouldn't say that; that, that sounded a little derogatory. I'm sorry. <laughs> when, when we're finished with whatever we do, say we do a self help thing for an hour a day, okay, that's a lot. I would think you still have 23 hours to go into this world and and be. <laughs> transformed back to what you didn't want to be in the first place Does that make sense it does so there, there's a lot more of the 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 things in this world that are going to combat what you're trying to be than than what self self-help is all about and, it, and it's the word self-help you, you, i mean it's it's gotta you have to look at yourself in the mirror and again for me i've read books i've done i mean you look at my collection of books and <laughs> it's it's uh it's pretty it's pretty heavy if you if you just and you're like if you if you saw my collection of books a i rarely finish one and b um you you would just you would look at me and and, um, and say what's wrong with this dude he, he's, he <laughs> what do you mean my man's got some issues why is it like all self-help personal development um i just when i do i'm not as my wife will test i'm not a, a big reader so um, when I do read, I want to be informed. I want mm. I want to learn something. So you and, want the content in the exactly. book, not the fluff. Exactly. Yeah, and I get it because most books are like 250 pages. Yeah. 50 pages are content. 200 pages are fluff. Right. But that's that's uh, that's. It occurs the same for me. So. Well, it's my predisposed. Yeah, yeah. Vision of what a book is. Yeah, yeah. Like I've already. I'm already. We're going, judging books right. and what they should be to us. I'm going into it saying. Um, you're probably not going to finish this, so let's just get into the meat and potatoes of it all and move on to the next book. So you're saying that to yourself? Yeah. Got it. Subconsciously, I think I'm saying that to myself before I even open the book. Mm. 
So and, pre, and not, predisposition. Yeah, only because that's all I've ever done. Yeah. And so those are things that are being revealed to me in uh, this transformation that I'm going through at, you know, this, at this part, part of my life. And it's all wonderful, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud of it by any means. What do you mean? Like if you need to, needed to go deeper there, what would you say? Um, well, I ju- if we're talking about judgment, there, yeah. there's a massive judgment on myself. Okay. And, and when we judge other people, we're only doing it based on our own insecurities. Boom. I think you just nailed something. Yeah. Yeah. Let's drill down there. So if we're just talking about books, well, yeah. I'm prejudging myself. Ryan, you're not going to finish this book. So just get in it and get out of it and get what you will out of it. Highlight the hell out of it and then come back or maybe not come back to it. Hopefully mm. you remember it mm. and then go on to something else until another part of your um, life where something is introduced to you and you get into that. And so... You know, when, you, when you're in a transformation st- state, when you're always, I think the, the good thing is that you're always just trying, you know there's something more out there. There's no, you know there's a life for you that you were intended to live. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, you have to pat yourself on the back. Sometimes say, at least you're pursuing that. Mm. But, you're get, you know, I get in my own way. You know, you get in your own way, you can use all the... the um, the words that you're chasing your own tail, whatever you want to call it. Um, you just, I, I need to be more focused and more in- intentional of what I want to do with my life and what God more importantly wants me to do with my life. And those are two very difficult things to, to marry together. Yeah, I get that. What's showing up for me and what you're saying right now is a really important distinction. I think you bring up, right? Cause our topic is judging others mm-hmm. today. However, you just brought it to, well, wait a second, you know, I got to look at that, how I judge myself. Oh, yeah. Right? Because it's in my judging of myself that I'm naturally prone now to judge others. I'm not sure you can judge others without that, that ammunition mm. of what, how you judge yourself. So would you, would you say, without putting words in your mouth, that... Our behavior of judging others is a direct reflection on how we see ourselves. That's exactly what it is. That's my opinion. That's where it's been revealed to me. So typically, if we could just, you know, get out of the stands and go on the court, because that's what I do in this show. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, what shows up for you? How do you typically judge others, Ryan? In what area? Or what do you hold them to? Hmm. Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many places I could talk about my industry. I could talk about my faith. I could talk about my family. Um, what would be the big one that, that probably keeps showing up in your life where you're like, man, it constantly frustrates me about people. This. Right, 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 right. They don't hit this mark. I I would think I, I ran into something where basically if you don't think or do or believe what I do, then I I got something on you. Hmm. And specifically, I don't want to talk about something personally <laughs> as far as a specific person or, or an event, mm-hmm. but I have really um, come to know more about myself, that in itself, as far as I I bow up. Bow? Not, bow yeah, up? Yeah, you, you throw your chest out, you're ready to fight. Gotcha, like flex. But not in a physical yeah. way. Mm-hmm. 
internally I'm saying when this person doesn't do, say, or believe what I think or how I, for instance, a situation, or I'm constantly disappointed because, well, I would have handled that differently, therefore I place a judgment on them. Hmm. Pick a topic. I mean, it could sure. be anything, anything, right? And so that that's where I fail miserably. And But at the same time, I've shined a light on it, and I see it more now than ever in my life, and it, it's going to be taken care of. Yeah, I get that. It, it's it's interesting, right? Because conceptually, we know that God made a lot of variety of people. Mm-hmm. And Amen. we're all different. And that's what makes the world amazing is that diversity, right? that variety, right? Think if there was only one type of flower, right? You're, right. you're an artist guy, you know? It's like, think if there was only one uh, <coughs> color to paint with. Exactly. It'd be a very boring world. Think if there was only one type of human who only thought one type of way, which is like you. Exactly. Right? Because right? that's really what I'm hearing you say right now. And and I wrestle with that all the time myself. It's like, well, shoot, they should just see the world the way I see the world. And then the world, world would work. Would it? Would it, Joseph? Mm-hmm. Are you really that arrogant? Right. And, 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 and I have to wrestle with to. that. Right. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't leave room for really trying to comprehend and understand where that person's coming from. Mm. And again, pick a topic, politics, um, abortion, uh, right, left, in the middle. It doesn't matter. It doesn't leave room for open, honest discussion and banter between another without judgment. If you could do that, if you could leave the judgment part out of it and truly be open to what that person, for instance, I would love to sit down with someone who's pro, pro-choice and, and truly understand where they're coming from. What was it that made them go in that direction as far as a mindset and belief? Was it something that, that they were taught as a kid? I don't, I don't know. I, I truly want to know. And, and before, I just judged the hell out of them. Mm. That was it. But... God put abortion on my heart probably more than any other subject. Um, but if I, if I can't come to understand where that person's coming from, that's all they know. And if I come to them in love without judgment and truly are interested in what they have to say instead of me fixing them, mm. I think that's a, a way better place. And again, you can name the topic. If we could do that or get, or get closer to doing that, then I think this world would would be much improved. Yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing you say is a world that works. Yeah. That's what you're describing. And we beg for mercy, right? Yeah. How much mercy do we give? Let's go, uh, you know, in the direction of God for a second, mm-hmm. right, with your faith. And, you know, what shows up for me, and, and I would say where I had the biggest— um, breakthrough in learning how to no longer judge others or judge others less, I would say, is more accurate, is in realizing uh, how God forgave me for all my screw-ups. And there's a lot in my life. And when I saw his mercy on me, and then I would go out and judge the person in front of me after he just forgave me. I was just forgiven for screwing up and being an idiot. And then I go out literally the same day and accuse someone of being an idiot. 
pretty sure we read something uh, re- recently in, in our uh, in our readings. Um, uh, being Catholic, I can't recite which one it was. <laughs> but I'm you're so pre- Catholic. I'm pretty sure there was. Someone we know the stories. Who we lent just don't someone have the money reference. and forgave their debt, but when that person was confronted to do the same, he did not. So, that's right. And that's daily. That's right. Yeah, and that was the the uh, you know parable scripture with the the servant, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to the master and and he pleads you know for forgiveness and his case and and he says you know I got a wife and kids I promise I'll pay back the debt you know that I owe you and it was a substantial debt, uh, which is you know scripture is very clear about and it's like the the master f- had mercy on him and forgave him. Um, and spared him, and and he forgave the debt, which I thought was like, that really stands out to me. Right. He didn't just say, okay, fine, I agree. Now go work hard to pay it off, and I'm gonna be lenient and patient with you. He didn't do that. He like, he erased the debt. Right. Like it never existed. Like that's not just mercy. That's like abundance mm-hmm. as well, right? And how cool is that? And then the guy goes out, the servant goes out and starts like grabbing people who owe him money by mm-hmm. the neck and saying, pay up. And then has a guy thrown in prison. That's heavy. How arrogant. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. And, and, and what occurs to me in that scripture verse is like, dude, did you not know that this would get back to your master? Right. And he would find out what a hypocrite you were and that this would have consequences. I mean, like, how dumb are you? Absolutely. I, <laughs> I can go through the entire story and, and say, how did you not see that coming? <laughs> exactly. Not just that story in itself, but this the scripture in general. There's so many times where I'm like, wow, there's, there's me judging those people who didn't get Boom. it. <laughs> right, because isn't it easy— to look in on others yeah. and see exactly what's wrong with them and, and know exactly what they should do to make Absolutely. it better. Absolutely, yeah. And then when we look in the mirror, we go blank. Yeah. And we go, well, I don't see anything wrong. It's like uh, Adam, it's Adam blaming his wife for forcing him to eat that apple. <laughs> right? Dude, we just had a uh, uh, an episode yesterday where we were talking about Adam and Eve, right? And, and we're like, listen, can you really blame Adam? You know, he's a human guy. And it wasn't the apple. It was... You know, Eve was standing in front of him naked. I oh mean, yeah. Hello. I mean, it, okay. was, it was her apple. Right. Right. <laughs> he was like, "Okay, whatever you want, honey." No, you know, it's just like that's. Wow, our I didn't hu- even think of that. That's our human brokenness, bro. Right. And and as men, I mean, that's what occurs for me. It's like she was as pleasing as pleasing can be. Right. To his eyes. I just thought, just like a typical dude, we're just gonna blame my wa- our wives. <laughs> Well, that occurred too, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and would I have done that? You know, look back. Would I have been saying crucify him or would I have not? Yeah. Would I have blamed my wife for eating the apple or would I have not? I mean, there's all kinds of places in Scripture that you just, you want to think mm. you would have been on the good side of that, but mm, I don't know. Yeah. So that's that's difficult to wrestle with. Huh. And I think part of, you know, when, when you segue that into what as far as judging goes i think we're all just trying to avoid that i think we're trying to avoid uh the truth you know and what's Uh, the truth the truth is okay if we look into ourselves and really try to understand where that person's coming from well let's 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 take the the crowd when jesus was um 
about to be crucified. Why did they say crucify them? Hmm. You know, that's all they knew. They didn't know any better. Hmm. Why did he say up on the cross, forgive them for they don't know what they do? Because they didn't. They truly didn't. Do you think that they truly believed that he was a heretic? Yes. And that those that were very devout Jews were like, this guy is preaching total heresy and lies. And they were devout to their creator. Mm -hmm. And this guy was coming in as like an anti-Christ, you know, if you will, back then to them. Well, imagine if that happened now. Exactly. And yeah. who are we to say that we would respond any different, I think, is the point you're making. Exactly. Exactly. So, again, when we talk about judgment, judgments, we, we remove that ability to think, what would I do? Mm. You know? Again, name the situation. Let's talk about kneeling for the national anthem. Boom. That just happened. What? Well, I'd like to think I'd stand. But if I understand the plight of that person who's kneeling, truly got to understand. I'm not saying right, wrong, or indifferent. All I'm saying is understanding. Right, you're saying what is. Then if or if I don't stand, at least I know where he's coming from. I respect that. Freedom, true freedom, is his ability to go ahead and kneel if he wants to without being um, imprisoned or worse which happens in a lot of countries still to this day. Sure. Um, so that's a really tight one that you're touching on right now. Yeah. Really tight because the the reason behind the kneeling is in direct rebellion, right. if you will, to the very freedom that gives him the ability to kneel. Exactly. And that's a that's, to me, that's crossing a line, right? But again, this is your point, right? Because that's raising the hairs on my back right now. All those You're people who that. kneel are being judged to hell and back right now because the people who are judging them have no idea why. I will say there's plenty of them are kneeling for no other reason just to Then kneel. it's a trend. Exactly. It's trendy and they. It's that's where we have to be good. careful, and that's where our society is, is when things become trendy. Yes. I would love for faith to become trendy. That would be cool. I would love I actually wouldn't. No. No, because then it's not real. It's not from the heart. Well, when I say trendy, popular, meaning it's real and it's popular at the same time and it's something. Okay. Like if you were saying like people pursuing true holiness and a, Truth. a, a, a real relationship with their Absolutely. creator, if that became popular, yeah. I'm all in. All if, you, in. if you saw all the celebrities on television who have such a voice on a platform, yeah, whatever, you mm -hmm. know, come out for the Lord— Mm. What would happen with that? You know, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that things that have become trendy, I don't believe are, are necessarily good for us, but they become trendy. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. Kneeling has now become trendy. I, I'd like to, you know, let's ask some of those people, are you truly, what, what, why are you kneeling? Because Colin Kaepernick kneeled for a specific reason, and a lot of the guys who agreed with him did the same. Mm -hmm. I just don't want that to become trendy and just they're kneeling because they're afraid they're going to be judged. That's If I had to, from my basic understanding of just human conditioning, mm -hmm. social proof. We're all cattle. We're conditioned, right? So I kneeled because the other guys are kneeling. Right. And I don't want to stand out. 
just straight up. And I, I would speculate 80% mm-hmm. that were kneeling were in that category. Right. And 20% probably knew why they were kneeling. But what's where, where, and that where doesn't you... mean that they were kneeling for the right reasons, right. right? That's what I mean. They could be uninformed. Sure. And that's yeah. it. Where you lose me is the person who doesn't kneel and how he's ostracized. Just, uh, I think there was why a... he's not lifted up as, hey, he's exercising his you know freedom what? not you're... to kneel. Exactly. And your opinion is just as important as mine. Boom. Yeah. So, so it's that double sided talk, right? Amen. It's hypocrisy. And, and that occurs, you know, whether you're on the right side or on the left side. Because in that example, that's perfect, right? The, the leftist media, uh, you know, ostracized and belittled uh, the, the gentleman that stood, that remained standing. He's an and army ranger. Was, four right, tours. And, and instead of acknowledging his freedom right. to stand. Right. Exactly. So they undermined their own argument. And I believe his own coach threw yeah. him under the bus, too. Yeah, and that's a shame, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're going off on a little right. tangent there, but that's a great example, Ryan, I think you bring up of judging others, right? And and when do we judge others most? When it's those very volatile, uh, controversial subject mm-hmm. matters like what you're bringing up. However, you know, what if it's what about the private moments in our life that aren't so public, right? Right. Uh, what about when someone hurts us or wrongs us? Oh, let's go. Let's go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, share with us a time. You don't have to share names or specifics. Right. Share with us a time in your life where you were wronged really badly. Ooh. And you didn't know what to do other than to judge that person. Right, 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 right. Oh, goodness. What's showing up for you? Um, there was a time where it was an industry thing where, um, someone working in the, in the industry had a client who was, we had a common client and I did something in their, their eyes that was contradictory to what I, they thought I should have done. Okay. It, it was by no intention, nor was, I don't think anything remotely unethical, but Mm -hmm. I was... It was perceived that way. Oh, yeah. Well, not just no. by this person. Okay. Nobody even knew about it. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was more of a one-on-one thing. I don't go public with things. I don't go on Facebook and say, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know, take my business other elsewhere or publicly like that. But it's... Sh- and, and I already had a story about this person mm. that I've, you know... I, I was it. incredibly cordial with this person. We didn't go out and hang out or anything, but I already had a story. My story was then fulfilled. When what was your story about them? This person wrote this email that they were just aloof, that they were all about themselves. Um, I don't want to get too much into detail about mm-hmm. what my story was about them, but it, it didn't surprise me when this this scathing email was sent to me mm. that was out of nowhere, out of the blue. Um, actually six months after what she claimed happened, happened, it was just, and it's just like, okay, consider the source. Let's give some mercy here because Mm. I, I, especially in my industry, I want to know, I I expect accountability and I want to be accountable more than just about anything in my life because 
your word and, and your your um, reputation, if you don't have either one of those, you're not going to be in business very much longer, right? Sure. So when somebody questions that, just on a one-on-one, and, and that person may have told other people about it, mm. but it it was not a public thing for like for, for that matter. But I have never been so angry and upset and frustrated with an individual and that more than I can remember. I can't. Um, especially when I was questioned and my integrity was questioned and, and, um, you know, so that's what comes to mind just off the top of my head. That's something that I have, I want to say I've, I've forgiven, Mm -hmm. but I haven't forgotten, you know? So what shows up in, in saying that? Oh, I don't, I I don't know how to have any other words other than that i don't i don't know what else to do with that other than just okay i know who this person is she fulfilled who i thought she was Mm. and therefore um i just i just have to forgive Mm -hmm. as much as i know how to forgive Mm. and and just move on Mm. but if i told you i don't remember any of it i remember all of it Mm. So I don't I don't know where you want to go with that as far as. Um, well, I think where I want to go with that is, you know, let's connect it again back to our creator. It's like when we mess up, right? We go to him and we say, just like the we go to the master and we say, Lord, I messed up. Forgive my debt. Mm-hmm. I screwed up. Right. Have mercy on me. I promise I'll make it right. Yeah. And he forgives us. And he forgets the debt. And then he calls us to do the same, right? But we instead, we go out and we remember the debt of others. Mm-hmm. And we hold them and shake them. Yeah. So there's no judgment here. However, in hearing what you're saying, and this is something we all wrestle with, Ryan, is like it's become cliche or almost trendy to say, oh, I forgive him, but I won't forget. Right. It's a nice mafia term. It is, isn't it? Right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, to me, something is off there. Something is occurring that's still present. It's like, well, if you truly forgave them, then why don't you forget? Because yeah. you're scared that it's going to happen again? Is yeah, that, I don't know. Is I that don't, what it is? I'm, it's like, I'm not in, real, in much relations with these this person right now. Just right. just on a, on, a, on a cordial, hey, how are you, if I see them and... and out uh, in an industry event or something like that, but sure. it, it's no deeper than that. Got it. Um, so I, I don't really have an answer to your question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but isn't it interesting that we hold on? To sure, that? of course. I mean, you asked me, and what one of, the, one of the first things when you you asked me when were you wronged? In your in in my my eyes, this is when I was wronged, and that was the first thing that could come. That, that so came it was to right mind. there. It was like bam. Still, five years later. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Because nobody's ever done that to me before, I think is the most. I get it. It's um, shocking. I, I've never experienced that before. Would you say it was traumatic? Oh yeah. Okay, and that's why it stands out, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll share an example uh, in my own life, uh, similar in some regards to what you said, um, but it's not the only occurrence. This has happened several times. Uh, it's happened with friendships, and it's happened in romantic relationships. Uh, uh, one girl that I dated, we dated for multiple years, love, love of my life, 
you know, at that at that time, right? Best girl I ever dated. Uh, however, we were going in two different directions just practically in life. We were headed to two different de destinations. And I had to make uh, the executive decision, which was really difficult because she was literally my best friend, uh, to end the romantic side of the relationship um, so that she could be set free to go find where she was what she was and a man that was headed in that direction um because i wasn't i was headed in a different direction and it was to set me free so i could do the same right and i ended the relationship and i thought that you know my buddies were like dude it's the right thing to do you need to do that if you truly love this girl you need to set her free right if you love them you set them free mm -hmm. well that doesn't mean there's no backlash Okay, because I set her free and I did the upstanding thing of integrity, which is really difficult to do as a man. My selfish side of me wanted to keep staying in that and getting all the benefits of that relationship, even though I knew it wasn't headed anywhere. Right. And I ended it. And this uh, girl got so hurt. And that's really what it was. It was woundedness. Um, that wound was so deep. It cut her so deep that she literally didn't know how to process the hurt and the pain. And what's occurred for me is that many people, when they're hurt, it's like a wounded dog. They rage. Uh, you don't want to go near them. You go near them, they attack. Right. And uh, unfortunately, that's what she did. But so I, she kept attacking and attacking where I couldn't even be in her presence anymore as her friend, which sucked. And that pained me most. Oh, I bet. Because I lost the friendship. But then... You know, that like hurt was so deep that she went out into the business community and started slandering me with wow. all my friends that I had led her into my life. Um, all the relationships I had opened up to her and just started bashing me and making up stuff and uh, getting people to believe her. Because if you hear a lie enough times, it becomes what? It's the truth, man. It's the truth to them, right? And uh, unfortunately, I lost a lot of my friendships from that because they believed her. And man, to forgive her and to not judge her, one of the most difficult things I've ever gone through. Still? And no. Good. No, uh, through God's grace. Um, I've let that be. Uh, verbally forgave her over the phone. Um, set her free. Mm -hmm. and no longer harbor any uh, ill will to it, sir. Right on. Actually coached her in um, her next relationship and not screwing it up with this amazing guy that she met um, and was able to stand for her being right. you know, happy in life and everything like that and, and it was cool. And that was only through God's grace because at me, Joseph, as human By guy, yourself? I did not have the power no to stand for her having a, an amazing life um, after the record she left behind. Right. Heavy. Heavy, dude. Mm. But I'll tell you, there was freedom in it. And God, with God's power, that's what he wants for us. If we're willing to surrender to that. That's exactly it, right? Yeah. Uh, he wants to give us freedom and, and power in the, that brokenness, in those hurts, in those traumatic events that happen in our life. So if you're listening right now, what's showing up for you in your life? Who hurt you? Who did you wrong? Who are you still holding judgment over? Because judgment and forgiveness go hand in hand. They can't exist without each other. Right. Exactly. But yet we like to go, fine, 
I'll forgive you. I'll give you this much, but mm-hmm. I'm not giving you that. Oh, I'm still judging. There's absolutely, absolutely the case. And that's just something I need to get through because, like you said, you individually as Joseph can't do it. Heck no. We're broken. And, and society will tell you that. Me, myself, and I. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. Self-improvement. Self this, self that, self this. You know what U stands for? Tell Y-O-U. Me. Your own universe. Right. Love and it. and that's uh, that's really good. Everything revolves around your universe. Yeah. 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 And, and society is kind of built like that right now. Well, you can get through this. You're strong enough. You're this. You're that. You're this. Well, no. We need help. Mm. And we need supernatural help, right? Oh my gosh, yes. And just what well, the, and that even the help that you get can be from supernatural help. I mean, if that's where you're going. Um, it, when we try to do, and and I am top of the list as far as being guilty of this is just trying to do it all myself. Mm. Well, I got this. You know, I can do that. No, I can't. And surrender was a big, big word for me that yeah. I'm still working on right now. Where do you think you're holding back in that? What are you holding back? Um, Belief. That what? Uh, that XYZ subject matter is going to, um, is going to be taken care of whether it's finances, whether it's creativity, whether it's my family, whether it's, you know. I want to say I surrender, and I hope and pray to surrender more and more every day. But there, I, I still got to have my little stupid hands in it. <laughs> well, I surrender this much, but... Uh, and then... We always hold on to something, don't we, Ryan? Oh, good Lord. Good Lord, yes. Yeah, instead of believing... That he's a good Lord. Right. You know, I say this in some of my talks that I give. um, We love God. We say we love him, right? But we don't trust him. And I get, I get upset when I, when I'm at, like when I, when I crawl into a hole, it's like, well, Lord, no wonder. What do you show us something? Cause we want to be, we want to be shown signs, signs, you know, if you would just do this, then these people would stop doing that or whatever. Again, you can fill in the topic. But isn't that a human condition? Though? Oh, yeah. It's like, Lord, if you are the son of God, come down off the cross. Exactly. And we'll believe. Exactly. It's it's going on to this day 2,000 some years later. But is that the truth or are we lying to ourselves? Will we actually believe? Because here's the thing. In order to believe, we have to change the way we're living. You, yes. Right? Absolutely. Right? Cause, Transformation. Absolutely. Because think about it. All the Jews back then that said those very words, come down off the cross and we'll believe that you are the Son of God. They would have, if he came down off the cross and said, I am the Son of God. Mm-hmm. How many of them actually would have believed because and what we mean by believe is transform their entire life, everything, drop their old way of being and acting, and totally moved in the direction that he wanted, even though it was so far and so different, so uncomfortable. How many of us will do that? 
Because that's what the Lord calls us to in transformation. Right. Absolutely. There's a 180-degree shift, a turnabout, not what, a lean. What got me about those people, they were physically present in his life and saw exactly what he did. All the miracles. Right in front of their All face. All the signs. They had the signs. Just like this unsalted peanut jar in front of me right now. And still, <laughs> so random. And still, couldn't buy into it. And you know what? I struggle not to judge them for that. And I am right now because I don't understand. Like I said earlier in, in this podcast, wh- who would I have been back then? I wrestle with that, bro. Just straight up, I wrestle. After with that. seeing what I saw, would I still be at, you know, at the bottom of those steps screaming, crucify him? I have no idea. I'd love to say I wouldn't be, but there are plenty of people who 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 did just that. You know, I think there would be plenty of people in my life who would say, Joseph, I don't think you would. That you wouldn't have been the one? Correct. I, I would say the same. And I don't— I, I may occur that way to right. myself. Right. But objectively speaking, how do I occur to others? Yeah. I, and, and how do you occur to others as you're listening to this? Do you trust God? Are you talking to me or the listeners? <laughs> I'm talking to all We're of us. We're talking to all of us, right? I'm talking to myself, all of us. If we could just get there, and it's not something that's going to happen, obviously, overnight. It's no magic bullet, flip of a switch, any of that stuff. It, it, you have to participate. So how does it begin? How do we start with that? How do we move in the direction of trusting God? Well, what are we what are we feeding our brains with first of all? You know, who are we circling ourselves around? Just the silliness who you are, who your friends are. Like your parents used to say it all the time. Are are you you become the average of the five yeah. people you spend the most time with, right? right? Yep, there you go. Yeah. And so I also I, think you become uh the 80% of the content you put into your head. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we only use, I don't know, some ridiculously low number of of information that we've yeah, been sure. given. And, and that's how we form our... our pers- Everything, our, our whole worldview. Ex- exactly. Um, if we kind of got a li- into that a little deeper as far as, you know, who, who, who are influencing our lives? Mm. Is it the television? Is it CNN? Is it Fox? Is it any of those things in between? That's where I think we are right now. Is it, or is it fellowship? Is the it word your, of God. Is it your church? Are you what are you seeking? Because you'll find it. You know, if if you just if you don't if you don't have the level of belief that you want, you still got to go deeper. You just got to keep going. Just keep going. That's what I do. Mm. That's what I'm. Because I don't have the level of belief that I want. I don't. But I'm not giving up. You know what, Lord? I don't know, but I know you do. So help me through this. I like that. It's not a, you know, it's about not giving up, and it's about getting up. Yeah. Always getting up, right? And that's all that God asks of us. Always get up and return to him. And, and, you know, if I was able to add a little thing to what you're saying there, Ryan, is uh, 
you know, we have to learn how to surrender, start surrendering the small things uh, to him. Mm-hmm. Baby steps, right? So where are those little hurts? They're not big traumatic hurts. They're not deep wounds. They're just little scratches, right? Right on our hearts, um, and start giving those to the Lord one at a time, and literally s- trusting Him to take them. Right. You know, as Catholics, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I'm gonna go here for a second. Uh, you know, we go into uh, you know confession, reconciliation, right? So uh, we go into the confessional and uh, we share our sins with the Lord, and we do that verbally through a human being, uh, you know, a priest. Um, because we understand the the humility required for that, and we need to be in that state, right? And and listen, there's no judgment here whatsoever, right? So my non-denominational brothers, they're like, hey, I just go straight to the Lord in my in my room, whatever. That's not the point of what I'm mentioning. Here's the point I'm I'm mentioning, is you know I had uh, I was giving a talk once, and uh, this young girl, she's like, I struggle. Uh, when I go into the confessional, I don't always feel forgiven when I get out, when I come back out. And I said, why do you think that is? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I said, you know what it is? And she goes, what? I said, you love God, but you don't trust him. Mm -hmm. She's like, what do you mean? I said, you share your sins with the priest and to God, right? You're speaking to God and you're saying, Lord, this is where I screwed up. She's like, yeah. And then you're asking for forgiveness. She's like, yeah. And then through the priest, God forgives you and says, I forgive you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go and sin no more. And she's like, yeah. And then you leave the confessional. She's like, yeah. I said, and then you have the audacity to take your sin back and walk out with it? Who the freak do you think you are? Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus says in scripture that he takes our sins and he throws them into the deepest depths of the ocean and he doesn't remember them anymore. So who are we? I'm guilty. So am I, right? We We all are. We don't believe we are forgiven. Right. Okay. I don't believe I am forgiven. I don't want to say we because I don't want to speak for everybody. Because there have been plenty of times that I've walked out of that confessional with the exact same mindset that she has. Mm. And there's a level of arrogance there, absolutely. And we like to think humility is is just that. Humility, in, in, in a lot of ways, I use humility. If I get deep into my, my humbleness, it's, there's some arrogance in, in there, too. Mm. You know? And I'd like, I to, get that. I'd like to think I'm a humble man, but that... Humility doesn't always mean what I want it to mean. Here's my challenge uh, for you listening right now, for myself, for you, Ryan, for all of us, right? My challenge this week is when you go to God and ask for forgiveness for some of your mistakes that you're going to make this week because you're human, just like all of us, right? We're all going to mess up. And when you go to the Lord, whether you go to a confessional through a priest or you go in your room and, and you speak directly to God— I challenge you, leave the sin with him. Mm-hmm. Do not take it back. Because in that moment of trusting him, that he truly forgives you, I guarantee you, you'll walk out and judge others less. 
because you won't feel judged by him. Right. That's beautiful. Because that's that's where it comes from, in my opinion. That's where our judgment of others comes from. It's in us not believing that God's not judging us. Right. Not condemning us. Not holding our face in the mud, in the dirt, and reprimanding us. And calling us losers, and you're not worthy of my love. And that's our issue as humans. We don't feel worthy of God's forgiveness. Why? Because we're actually not, right? That's, no. that's the main reason, right. right? But regardless, he says, yes, maybe you're not. But to me, you are. I love you that much. Trust me when I forgive you. I forgave you. It's done. Now go out and don't judge others. Only my heavenly Father has the right to judge only my heavenly father. And the second we step into judging others, Ryan, you know what we show up as? Tell me. Our own gods. Mm. We start acting and behaving sure like God. Because only God the Father has the right to judge. Period, right? So think about that the next time you feel tempted in your humanness, which is normal, to judge others, to hold them down, to think you're superior to them. Remember, in that moment of superiority, you are choosing to believe that you're God somehow, mm-hmm. and you're not. <laughs> well said. None of us are. So, Ryan, we're about to head. Listen, great discussion, bro. Seriously, and thanks for going there. You know, for our listeners, man, you opened up some real good, so. good things. You definitely did. Um, so we're about to enter the confession round. Oh, you didn't say anything about a confession. Yeah. Round. So the confession I round is where that. I ask you twelve quick fire questions, oh, and you'll have about three seconds to answer each. Just share the first thing that comes to you. There is no right answer here. Guinness. Sorry. <laughs> Wait for the questions. Right. I just you got ready? back from Ireland. Sorry. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. Okay, Ryan, what's your favorite thing about being an adult? Ooh, freedom. Yeah. What's your least favorite thing about being an adult? Freedom. <laughs> You're right. I just got that. <laughs> you can do so much with it, right or wrong. Uh, what secret fear do you have about people? What they think of me. If you could be anyone, just for fun, for a week, for seven days, anyone in the world, who would you want to trade places with? Wow. Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, rock out, man. What do you wish you were better at? Loving. What secret dream are you scared of pursuing? Crickets. I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe not secret dream. What dream are you scared of pursuing? Yeah, I, I that's uh, it's part of my transformation right now is trying to figure out how to dream again because I don't, I could not answer that question for you right now. Got it. Yeah. All right. At least we know it's not crickets, right? Because right. I thought like you were into bugs or something. That was just weird for me. Okay. <laughs> what makes you smile more than anything? My girls. Got it. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Professional football player for the Dallas Cowboys. Would you have kneeled or stand? I'm kidding. I'm not asking that. Okay, I'm not answering that. Gotcha. When you were a child, okay, I just did that one. If you had the power to remove any one form of suffering from the world, Ryan, tomorrow, what would it be? Abortion. Got it. Imagine sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. 
Read to us what it says on it. You're killing me here. I mean, no, it didn't say that. I hope it wouldn't say that. I mean, you would be dead at that point. Right. Right, so. What does my tombstone say? Yeah. Ryan Joseph, born March 30th, 1969, died, blah, blah, blah. Husband, father, Christ follower. I like the simplicity of that. That's cool. When you die, what would you like to hear God say when you walk through the pearly gates? Wow. Cliché, but welcome home. Got it. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? You're assuming I've gone to heaven and came back? <laughs> Is that yes. the question? Okay, good. Thanks for clarifying. No, no, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing here. One piece of advice that I'd give to my family and friends if I got to come back. Yes. God allowed you to come back, and you said, God, let me go back and just tell him this one thing. What is it? He's real. God is real. Got it. Ryan, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Wow. Well, if they want to see, like from a photography standpoint, my website is rjphoto.com. There you can get a little bit more input of what I do to support my family. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Ryan Joseph Photographs. Got it. You want my phone number? No, you don't need to. Social security the, number? The website The website is good. All right, cool. Ryan, thanks for joining us today, and we wish you the love, forgiveness, and transformation of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Cheers. Friends, I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. Head over to BrokenCatholic.com to learn how to stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and remember that God the Father loves you. He's fascinated by you, and he wants to show you his awesome plan for your life. Now go spend quiet time with him, and I'll see you on the next show.